Welcome to the Biz for Good Show, where we highlight misfits, outcasts, and renegades for the being good and doing good movement. We spotlight people that are changing the world by having integrity and honesty and creating an environment of connection, thus showing the true secret to success and creating a life of greater impact. So come on board and create your own Biz for Good life. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome, welcome to the Biz for Good Show. Welcome to the Biz for Good Show. I am your host, Bobby Glenn James, the humble Bobby Glenn James. Okay, maybe not always that humble, but I'm here and in the house with us, Ryan Pilkington. Ladies and gentlemen, the Ryan Pilkington. He looks at me funny when I said I'm not humble. What are you talking about, man? What? what? You're the most humblest man I know. <laughs> Wow. Thank you, Ryan. Thank yeah. you so much. Oh, we just had a moment. Yeah. We just had <laughs> I feel you, bro. I feel so you. sweet. Uh, yes, that's right. Uh, tell us about stuff. What's going on? What are we talking about today before we bring on our amazing, <laughs> ultra amazing... Super duper. Guest. Just unprecedented. Yes. Yes. He's snickering in the background. Bob, Bobby hates no like when we do no noise like when there's silence. Yeah, he big, hates it. He hates dramatic it. pauses. Dramatic. Drive me I crazy. try to do it a couple times during the show. <laughs> Anyways, thanks for joining us for another episode of the Biz for Good Show. I just want to give you guys an update out there in the Beaver G land. Uh, we had some awesome guests uh, about three months ago on the show. Three months. Three months. Uh, <clears throat> the Walk for Peace crew. With James Thomas, and I'm drawing a blank on the other guy's name. Dang it, James, James, and dang it. Anyways, Peter, no, walk for peace. Yeah, we're gonna get dinged for that. Sorry, guys. (laughs) You know when we go live, it's steer in the headlights. You should have did a little tiny bit. I should have. Yeah, I thought I knew their names really good. Dang it. Anyways, I love you guys. Anyways, uh, they have completed their 3K journey from San Francisco to Virginia Beach yesterday. They did a walk for walk for peace. Six months, right? Six months. Six months to walk that puppy. So they went to Virginia. We just watched him jump jump in the water. Man, he did it three times. Did you see that? He jumped in the water three times in that freezing water. Yeah, he's he was crazy. And you don't even remember his name, Ryan. Paul. Paul. I knew Paul. it was a P. I knew it started with a Paul. P. Oh, <laughs> gosh. Peter, Paul, and Mary. <laughs> uh, anyway, guys, thank you so much for doing what you're doing. It was the Walk for Peace. Uh, check out their their Facebook. Their Facebook, just look up Walk for Peace 2020. And walkforpeace2020.org. Walkforpeace2020.org. Uh, they, did, they just were amazing, amazing, amazing. J- gentlemen that that uh took on took on the world and in this crazy year of so much craziness they decided to when they got to maryland yeah they had a big like they the town gave them like a big hoorah so anyways thanks guys check them out check them out so today's show we have for you today is um there you did it again trip lanier Did I mess it up again? You you did it again. (laughs) I can fix it, dude. Fix it. I can fix it. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) It's trip. It's trip. Go ahead. Yeah. (laughs) 
There, I fixed it, Ryan. <laughs> this episode. Hey, we're will, professionals here. Yeah, do not try yeah, this at home. Do not. <laughs> Today's title of the show is This Episode Will Make You Dangerous. Dangerous. It's triple in here. Are you people ready for this episode? I don't know if you can handle this episode. People. I think. I don't even know if I I'm already dangerous enough. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, Anyways, I'm going to go ahead and read the bio here. Trip is an author of the book, uh, This Book Will Make You Dangerous. This book will make you dangerous. Have read it. Amazing book. I am very dangerous now. Don't F don't, with me. Don't. <laughs> All right, bro. <laughs> he coaches men to get out of the rat race, become authority in their field, and make great living doing it meaningful work they love. From small business owners to startup founders to Navy SEALs, Trip has coached anyone and everyone who refuses to settle, play it safe, or follow the herd. As the host of the New Man podcast, he has racked up millions of downloads, conducted interviews with extraordinary thinkers in business, personal growth, and spirituality. He lives a quiet and simple life with his wife and daughter in near the in near the beach in North Carolina, which he is in right now. Thank you for being on the show and Ooh, in the anything. house, Trip. Welcome to the show. Starting to take on the flavor of a pro wrestling match. I feel like somebody's going to come out here and throw a chair at me. And in this corner, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> tell you something. What's going to go down today? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's got. Oh, oh, that's. Oh, I know that wrestler. That sounds just oh, like yeah. the guy with the slim gym. The savage, Randy <laughs> yeah. Savage. Snap into a slim gym. Oh, that's awesome. Oh, trip, you're already I, I can already tell we're gonna have so much fun on the show. So thank you so much, man, for 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 being on the show and accepting uh this and also sharing your book with us. So so cool. Folks, if you if you have a chance, uh men out there and I mean anybody could listen to the book, but specifically if if you want a no nonsense, not your regular self help book. Uh, not a regular personal development, but let's kick it. Get this book. Oh, yeah. And I, Brian is pointing out to me that I have forgot to say, ladies and gentlemen, please go to bizforgoodshow.com. That's B-I-Z, the number four, goodshow.com, and download your Biz for Good Show checklist. Do not forget to download your Biz for Good Show checklist and start your Biz for Good life today. It's just a checklist that helps you take on the day and day and day for several weeks and how to get out there and do some good. So don't forget to do that. Bizforgoodshow.com. All right. So Trip, let's just jump into it. Uh, This show is the Biz for Good show and we always like to ask our guests, what the hell does Biz for Good mean to you? Let's go back before that. My first business, which I started for good. I ended up uh, working with political consultants. I had a media production company, which means that I was doing these, uh, these ads that would come on. And basically, I, I thought they were so ridiculous that they would end up on Saturday Night Live. They, they, just, they just seemed over the top in terms of their fear and the misinformation. I was like, nobody's gonna believe this stuff. People believe that stuff. They vote it. I remember like every every season being like, all right, this is it. I'm done. I, I can't make these ads that just scare people and misinform people. And I remember asking one of the consultants one time, I was like, why does it have to be this way? He's like, well, people don't donate money and people don't vote unless they're scared or uh, angry. And I just remember like, I don't want to have any part of this anymore. I, I want to do things instead of tearing up people's careers down. I want to build them up. 
And so, you know, when we talk about what does biz for good mean, it's like, well, all right, what, what could I do where I support my lifestyle, support my family, but I'm also supporting people to do the good work that they want to do in the world. And so a lot of the guys that I work with are entrepreneurs in some way or they have some kind of profession in the world where they have this ability to have an influence and an impact as a leader. And most of them are stuck in this kind of success orientation. It's dog eat dog. You got to be better than the other guy. And um, they're worn down. They're, they're, they're stuck in this kind of, you know, I have to, I have to be, I got to cut people at the knees unless, or else, you know, the other guy's going to get the other, you know, get the, get the prize. And so many of them are wanting to live in service of something bigger than themselves. They want to live in service of something that where they actually feel good at the end of the day. And uh, it's time, it's time for more and more leaders to step into that way of doing things and get out of this idea that uh, it's a zero sum game that in order for you to do well, somebody has to do poorly. That is what our show is all about. Trip. thank you so much because we would love to shout this crap from the rooftops. If you really want to, and, and, and we believe this is how you become ultra successful, not not just kind of successful. I mean, we can you can be bad and do bad things and 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 make lots of money. You can, but you cannot create something great doing that. You can't. You may create lots of money, but you can't create anything great. And you can create something great and make lots of money. Yeah, I, I, I've always said, you know, guys come to me and say, well, you know, I, I really want to make this shift in my career. I've done pretty well for myself, but I don't want to live in my car. Like that, that's not the next phase for me. Yeah. And I think there's this this weird, one of the biggest pieces of resistance that I that I hear guys bring is like, oh, well, if I want to do something good in the world, then I'm going to be broke. I'm going to have to give up something. I'm going to have to go backwards. And so they- Not they, true. And, Line, that's what feels yeah. dangerous to them is that they're going to have to live in a way that's uncomfortable or uncertain or they're going to look like a failure to their peers that's what constitutes danger these days and that's what keeps i think most of us from doing more good in the world is because we've, we've told ourselves it's too dangerous Ooh, mm. wow that is mm. i like it that ooh, but that, that gave me that. goosebumps dude put that i got on some that. goosebumps I put that on the saute mm. Saute. <laughs> Saute some of that. <laughs> Sorry, I haven't had so, any lunch. I, I, could you tell us some more? I mean, so you, I, I, you when you transitioned from, from seeing, because we've heard a lot of stories about people being in industries and stuff where they just realized, oh, my gosh, this is not where I'm supposed to be. This is not what I'm supposed to do in the world. How did you transition? I mean, what what'd you do? Because you just said it, and we've heard lots of stories. We've had folks on the show that lived in the car yep. before they became successful and stuff. Yeah. So could you tell us a little bit what happened to you in that transition? I'm just curious. It, I just feel well, like there's a story there. Yeah, I would say that you know I was living a pretty fragmented life. I, I had my business. I was a musician. I had all these kind of identities that I, you know, these different hats that I was wearing. And one of the other hats that I was wearing was I was voraciously into personal and spiritual growth. So I was lying to my friends and, you know, telling them I was going away to, to do a weekend thing over here, but I wouldn't tell them that I was going on a meditation retreat or some personal growth retreat. And so um, I, I, after a while, I just got tired of living this fragmented life of feeling like, oh, it's only okay for me to be this version of myself over here. It was too dangerous. It was too dangerous to be who I really was in all these different aspects. And I said, you know what? I'm tired of feeling fragmented. I want to feel more aligned. And what's a way that I could earn a living and feel more aligned and, and feel good about those things? And so that path, you know, ultimately led to coaching. And, you know, the, the short version of it is, is that 
over the course of several years, I ended up selling that first business, moving out to Boulder, Colorado, and really diving in and, and starting my coaching career. Awesome. Cool. So we got uh, the title of the show today is this episode will make you dangerous. And you kind of touched on that. Yeah. You kind of touched on the danger. And I think, you know, your whole book is, is kind of about what you were just talking about, where we, we hold ourselves in our smallness and, and how to break out of that. So could you kind of, and Ryan, I just, I'm, I'm, I'm taking, I, I just got so much energy with trip. I'm taking the whole, so you want to ask him this question? You ask him a question, Ryan. Didn't we ask him a question? Yeah, I did, but but I'm I'm turning that question over to you. Oh, <laughs> well, we will reiterate the question. Tell us a little bit more about the title of the show, there, Mister Trip. <laughs> yeah, what does it mean to be dangerous? Well, let's talk about. Most of us have these big dreams, right? And or most of us have a sense that we're waiting to do our best work, or we're waiting to live quote our best life, whatever that might mean. And that waiting is what creates a lot of suffering. We're waiting for permission. We're waiting for it to be safe. We're waiting for it to be comfortable. We're waiting for that time where somebody taps us on the shoulder and say, hey, you can do this now. You're not going to look like a moron. You're not going to fail. So let's draw that out. Most of us have, de have decided that being uncomfortable, oh, this is going to be a lot of work. This is going to be inconvenient if I want to make a change. Or this is going to be uncertain. This is going to be full of risk. I might lose my time or energy or money. And the big one is I might look like a moron if I might look, what are people going to think of me if I want to shift gears and move in this other direction? That's what constitutes as danger to a large degree. And that's typically what's holding us back. When I talk to clients that come to me, it's not a lack of information or a lack of resources or a lack of connections that's holding them back. It's really their fear of being uncomfortable, their fear of being uncertain and their fear of looking like an asshat. <laughs> yeah. That's a technical term. <laughs> and I think you use it a few times in your book, don't you? <laughs> Maybe. A couple times. A uh, couple yeah. times. Um, why, why does fear hold us back? What, 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 why is fear? What, well, I, I want to take that a step further, too. Right. Why is looking stupid such a problem with us or in this day and age? Or an it, asshat. Or, yeah, or looking like an... Why, why has that control so many people's lives? And the people that become popular and famous are the ones that don't give a shiz. You know, I don't, I don't, I'm not an evolutionary biologist, but I think there is a, a, we are wired to be accepted. We are wired to make sure that we don't stand out in one way like we're not enough, right? So we, we, we strive to be enough and to blend in. And then we also know that it's pretty dangerous when you start to stand out a bit. Right. So where I come from, there's a saying that the further up the flagpole you get, the more that people can see your butt. And so we're, we're wired to want to stay in that safe zone there. And then there's some of us that are wired to where they don't feel safe unless they do stand out, unless they are extraordinary. And that's mm -hmm. that's another conversation. But but whatever that there's a familiarity or a comfort zone of this is who I am. This is my identity. This is my story. And if we don't align with that or we don't feel like we're uh, perpetuating that story, it can feel like death. You know, some, some folks call it an ego death. And wow. we have a very difficult time telling the difference between what may be an ego death and what is actual death. Most of the time, we're very fortunate. We're not really in a mortal situation. 
but we we do find ourselves in a place where it's like, oh my gosh, what if somebody criticized me? That would be the end of the world. You can hear it in people's language. Oh my God, I would die if somebody saw me in that outfit. Oh my God, that would kill me if you know somebody found out that I did ABC in private. So that's what we're up against. And I, like I said, I think there's a there's a reason why we're wired to be that way. We're deathly afraid of being cast out of the group. Gazillions of years ago, if we were cast out of the group, we were dead. We were dead meat. We were toast. We need to be a part of the group. And that wiring is still there today. And it's But we haven't quite gotten a sense of, okay, there's that wiring. There's that alarm that goes off when I think I'm going to do something that might get me kicked out. But is it? am I really in danger? And most of the time, we, we never slow down to really challenge that voice and see if there's really a monster under the bed. I love that. Um, are you... Can, can I'm I'm curious. Is there is there a, a methodology or a or an idea or a thing that maybe you tell your clients to get them at? Is there is there some way that you can kind of make them break free? Because I kind of see this connection. You said in the past, hundreds of years ago, you died. Now you don't die if people hate you. You find a tribe that does love what you are and do right. So how do you? What do you tell your people that, 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 how do you get out of that? How do you get out of your, you know, it's easy to say get out of your comfort zone, but how do you actually do it? Yeah, I think, I think first and foremost, we have to, we have to arrive at the place where it's our reflection. It's our discovery that we're not in danger. So I could come in and I could be drill sergeant. Come on, you wuss, get up out there and go do your thing. And, <laughs> and maybe there's a time where that's applicable, but I think there's a more, nuanced approach which is i can just simply be curious with someone and say just tell me the worst thing that would happen if you did abc and they tell me that okay and then what's the worst thing would happen after that and we start to lay out all of these worst case scenarios and ultimately they tend to look at me and they go this all sounds kind of silly like i can't believe my life is being determined by these outcomes that a wouldn't really happen they're highly unlikely and number two even if they did it wouldn't be the end of the world and yet i've waited years and would probably continue to wait because I'm afraid of these outcomes. I've been unaware that they've been back here steering me. And so a, a large part of it is just putting those things out in front of them. And then they decide, you know what, that's not that dangerous to me. I want some, there's something else that I want more in the world than to always be comfortable, to always feel safe or to always feel accepted. I just uh, <clears throat> had a side question going with that with your retreats. I, I, I noticed online here. I'm kind of curious also what some of life lessons you learned from hanging out with David Lee Roth. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Big Diamond Dave into this, huh? Sorry. You don't you don't yeah. have to answer. <laughs> if you've signed a disclosure not to answer, then that's okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, I can't share this story that, you know, I ended up going to a um, – an establishment with uh, David, it an adult establishment, let's say. And let's say that one gender in the in the establishment wore far less clothing than the other gender. Okay. And, got it. Uh, so this was it. years ago. This was many, 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 many years ago. And you know, here I am. I'm with the guy that owns a, owns many pants that don't even have an ass in them, right? Like it's like this. I'm, I'm expecting this wild man. Like I'm expecting it to just be this mayhem. I've seen the videos. I grew up with the with this image, and 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 he was just a gentleman. He was a, he was a, that evening. He was I just I'll be clear. It was that evening. He was a total gentleman, <laughs> and we sat in the booth, and he just told old Van Halen stories. He was he was it was lovely, and um, 
what I learned from that was that when we, how about this? I'll, I'll, I'll contrast that when I've seen like the typical kind of frat guys that have, <laughs> have been holed up with their wives, you know, the guys that have, you know, gotten married and moved on and you let those guys have a night out and they end up burning the bar down. Right. <laughs> so why is that? Well, it's because most of us have pushed down or repressed that part of us that uh, is unacceptable and we've we've disowned that part of us so for men it can be this wild man you know this this part of us that is uh very primal right and there's there are actually contrary to popular belief there's a healthy version of that in us we we need that in our lives and there's also a very very unhealthy version and we've seen examples of that unfortunately but what we want to do is we want to own and we want to support the healthy version of that and when we own and support the healthy version of that we give it room to play in safe environments it doesn't take us over, right? It doesn't run us down. It doesn't uh, consume the rest of our life. So the thing that we disown ends up owning us. And, and I think what I took away from being with Dave that night, that particular night, <laughs> was that uh, he could be a gentleman because he had an outlet for this wild man. He had an outlet, and it was the stage. It was the persona of the big, mighty David Lee Roth that he could go jump around on stage and have a giant inflatable phallus and we, you know wield that at his audience. So... Uh, he had a safe environment for for himself to give that. Whereas many of us, uh, we've disowned that. We're pushing it down, and then you have a food drinks, and then it comes flying out, and oh my god, now you're in jail. Yeah, that's, <laughs> right. that's a great point. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Sure. <laughs> so uh, we we always like to ask: is there is there something you can give the listeners to take home with? So, something of value that maybe they could they could use i think you've already given us some some pretty good value just just saying get your uncomfort in front of you and then figure out you know what it's not that big of a deal especially if you're going to be able to release some of the beast right 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 (laughs) do you have let's talk about that so if we if we were going to talk about discomfort we're going to talk about risk and we're going to talk about this part of us that always needs to look good um, what's the flip side of that, right? What is the antidote to that? So when it comes to always needing to be comfortable, always needing to like, oh my God, I'm going to lose my, my cool if, you know, I don't have high speed internet. I mean, how many people lose their freaking cool if they're in the, in the they lose high speed internet, right? My so wife like, knows how that. How fragile all have we gotten, right? Yeah. Or, but if we take it a step further, in the, in that place of I, I'm afraid to be uncomfortable, it's like you can remind yourself that you can be bold. You can remind yourself that you can ask ask for things that you wouldn't tor- normally ask for because that's what people don't typically do. But when we're bold, we start to realize that's where we find aliveness. Uh, it's that willingness to, to put it out there and say, hey, I've got a request. You can say yes or no, but here's what I would like in life. Or here's, here's what I'd like for, with my wife in the bedroom tonight. We're so afraid to get shot down. We're so afraid to get that no uh, that we end up living very small lives. So, all right, here's to discomfort. We're going to be bold instead. Let's talk about risk. Oh my gosh, if I were to take this chance, I might lose X amount of money. Might be a hundred bucks, might be 20 bucks, might be 5,000, might be 500,000. Most of the time though, we rarely ever challenge how significant that loss might be. We tend to overestimate the loss. And what I find is that when we're willing to be playful, when we're willing to make it a game or a challenge, or we find ourselves as like, hey, why don't the four of us go do this thing, this kind of crazy thing together? It suddenly becomes fun. It's not the end of the world if, if ABC doesn't work out. And so the antidote to that risk is, is, could this be playful? Is there a playful way that I could go up against this? If I'm gonna go give this talk out in the audience, 
how could I be more playful as I go out on stage instead of convincing myself that I'm getting ready to die? <laughs> and then the third one, <laughs> when it comes to always needing to look good, uh, I think it's I think it's really helpful to to remember that we need to get over ourselves, which is really not that important. People don't really care about you. People don't really care how well you're doing or how well you're not doing. They're really concerned about themselves, and we can use that to liberate ourselves uh, and realize that you know. Most people just aren't paying attention to you and they don't really care anyway. So why let that hold you back? Why imagine that there's always this audience that is grading you on everything that you do? Let it go. Let's let's move towards the thing that you ultimately want instead. Love it, bam. <clears throat> Love bam. Uh, I'm <clears throat> sorry. Uh, that reminds me of a, a quote by Darren Hardy where he's like, when when you're dead and God, when you have a funeral, when you're dead and there's a funeral, there only be the people that, that matters the most to you, the people that's in the stage or whatever. They're not going to probably show up to your funeral. So, yeah. yeah. And one thing to think about those funeral things is like, you know, I recently lost two people in my lives, one to COVID, one to something else. And it, it's, it's, I, I'm aware of, at least for me, when I think of them, I was like, okay, well, if it was before their time, did they give their gifts, right? Mm. Were they, did they, did they really share the thing that they were here to share? we're ultimately going to get cut short at some point. So I want that for you. I want that for each of you. I want that for me. I want that for everybody listening that, you know, there's going to be the things that are said at the service. And then there might be a few things said at the end of the night after a few drinks, like, man, I wish he'd started that business. Or I wish he'd made that transition that he, he, he talked about that for 10 years that he wanted to do ABC and he just didn't get around to doing it. I wish he had. Uh, and I, 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 I've had, I've, I've led groups where I'll have, I'll, I'll say, let's, let's have a eulogy right now. Let's eulogize one of the guys here in the room and let's not hold back. Let's imagine that he's gone today. What would we be? Well, how would we celebrate him? But also what would we be sad that he left behind that he didn't give that gift? And that can be a real kick in the butt for that. there's been a lot of tears and it's also been a real turning point when they realize, Hey, that starts now. There's no more waiting. I'm going to give my gifts. Oh, wow. Dude. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. yeah, that that's a good Live challenge. Live every day like it's your last. Yeah, well, yeah. Make every decision like it matters. Cool trip. You're amazing, my friend. Thank you so much for being on the show. Can you give us one last gold nugget? One last inspirational gold nugget. I was gonna do the voice. I was gonna come back here and listen. For, listen, let me tell you something, guys. <laughs> no. Yeah, yeah, do it, do oh, it. We do some more pro wrestling. You got all serious there. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah. we got it. Took, we took a turn. Well, on this I show, we a chair would go flying across the room at some point. We never know what's gonna happen here. We nobody, cry, nobody we laugh. Put on a, nobody put on a feather boa. Nothing. Yeah. Cowboy hats. We need to get one of those. Captain America shirt on at least. Yeah, that's all right. We got close. We will get points. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should arm wrestle before the show right now. Well, I need a I need a cowboy <laughs> to hat. The death. Uh, to the I, death. Uh, arm wrestle to death. Bobby's not going to make it today. He lost it. He lost the. Uh... <laughs> I love it. Trip, you're an amazing hey, this, human being. Thank you, man. Your vein uh, would pop out. Guys, I love what you're doing, man. I love the energy you guys are bringing. This is so much fun, man. Please so, keep doing it. How do folks get a hold of you? How do, how do how do they connect with Trip? Yeah, so I've been doing the New Man podcast now for 13 plus years. So anywhere you get your podcast, just look for the New Man. If you want to learn more about the coaching work that I do, you can go to triplinear.com. And then this book, Will Make You Dangerous, is available at dangerousbookstore.com or Amazon. Yeah, it's yeah. a great book, folks. Get out there and get it. It's uh, 
No bull crap. I love I love it. I love your straight shooter. You super straight. You know, some books they it's so full of fluffy junk that there's like, "Okay, I need I it's like I need 40,000 more words, so let's just spit a bunch of crap in there." And, yeah. and it's I I I get so annoyed with that dude. You could have told me in 4 pages what you just told me in 20 pages. You're no nonsense. So guys, get out there and get the book. Super super great. Trip, Thank thanks again so much, for man. being on the show. Ryan, you going to take us out? Yeah, yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show trip and joining us on the Biz for Good show. We always end the show with the hashtag be good, do good. And we say it three times or we get crazier on the last time we say it. You can join us if you want, Trip. Or okay. you can look at us like we're, we're crazy people. Crazy people. <laughs> <laughs> that's, been de- that's been determined. That's not a. Yeah, well, yeah, that's already right. done. You can just look at the crazy people. <laughs> Go ahead, Ryan. All right. Hashtag be, be good, good, do good. good. Hashtag be good, do good. Hashtag be good, do good. Feel it. Feel it, baby. <laughs> Snap into it. Snap into it. And that's a wrap. Thank you for listening to the Biz for Good Show podcast. We want to thank all our fans and guests on the show. Be sure to check us out on all our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. For your hosts, Bobby Glenn James and Ryan Pilkington, this is Tim Jackson saying get out and do some good. Now go. Go.